Hey, everybody. And tonight we're reviewing Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, the much-anticipated Hobbs and Shaw. I really thought this was going to be Calvin and Hobbs, like the comic strip no. from the 90s. No, no it is nothing. I, well, I, you know, I've different. never seen that comic strip, so maybe it is similar. I don't, I, I, it I might don't know. Be. What it's about a little boy and his pet tiger. So Who's who? Mm, it's hard to say. I got to go with The Rock as the tiger. No, I meant but... which one's, which is the oh. kid Calvin or is the kid Hobbs? I think the kid is Calvin. Yeah, I guess I didn't pay all that much attention to that either, so. That might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, besides the comic, this is uh, the first spin-off movie of the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, and this, so there's eight Fast and Furious movies, which seems insane. Uh, and this is, so this is the ninth one, but they're actually coming out with another Fast and Furious nine next year. Um, or maybe the year after, I can't remember exactly. So this is like a spinoff. It's not part of the main series, but, uh, this stars Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham as the titular Hobbs and Shaw, Luke Hobbs and Deckard Shaw. They have both been introduced in, uh, prior films. Uh, Hobbs came in in the fifth one and, uh, Jason Statham's uh, Shaw came in in the... Well, he came in in a cameo in the sixth one, but he became the, a main person in the seventh one. Uh, Moa Cave, have you seen any Fast and Furious movie ever? Yes, yeah, so I haven't. And <laughs> this was my first one. So what I know about the Fast and Furious movies is basically that I thought they were all about cars. So... Um, this was kind of surprising to me that it wasn't like completely all about cars. No, they, um, so I, I, I'm going to, I guess, <laughs> spoil the uh, prior eight to a degree in this episode. So if you need that not spoiled for you and you need to go back and watch it, I guess you could stop. But I'm going to be honest, you nothing. <laughs> it, I, I don't think anything's sp- like so spoilery that you couldn't enjoyed it that's not what it's about these films are not about the spoilers so um, right no this seemed like a straightforward action film to me so yeah um so i before i had never seen any fast furious movie ever before basically we decided to do this when we were planning out our schedule about a month ago so i was like you know what i'm gonna watch every single one in order um, just so I could be caught up, know who these characters are, know if there's any cameos from other characters, and, and just, you know, really envelop myself in this world. Um, and just take one for the team. Uh, yeah, it was a very not fun time for the most part. <laughs> um, about five or ten minutes into the first one, I'm like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> You could have stopped, but I know your personality, and because no. you made the commitment, you were going to, you know, you were gonna, you were gonna see it through. I wanted Thanks to for give doing up, that, by the way. Yeah, I just I figured because I mean, obviously Nicole and Jess have never seen a Fast Furious. It's not a, it's not a franchise any of us relate to at all. Um, but I was right. like, you know, these are like billion dollar movies. It's one of the biggest franchises I've never seen a movie from. Uh, so I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll go back and check them out and. Um, I would say of the eight, I would say one of them is a good movie, and I enjoyed (laughs) mm, 
three of them to a degree. So, I mean, it wasn't a total loss. Uh, so, like what was K said, the movies start out as car racing movies. They're street racers. Uh, you go back, and uh, Dominic Toretto is like the he's Vin Diesel's character, and Brian O'Connor was Paul Walker's character, and they go oh, through yeah, the Vin whole. Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel's the guy in this series, basically. Um, I don't think anyone is in all of them, but um, they're all. A lot of them are in a lot of. Them. But that's how. Like, I the always be- think of Paul Walker, though. That I always think of him. I don't think of Vin Diesel, which I think. I'm wrong about. Well, so, Paul Walker yeah. is kind of the main, main character in the first two. Um, he's a cop. Did you know that? He starts as a cop. I no. had no idea he was a cop at the beginning. And Vin Diesel is like the street racer who starts off. The whole first movie is about Vin Diesel is stealing VCRs <laughs> off like trucks. And Paul no, Walker. No, he's not stealing VCRs. Yeah, like like <laughs> those TVs with the big backs on them. He's stealing like, yeah, VHS <laughs> and DVD players. Like, what it's, year is this? It's 2001. So he's stealing like. <laughs> Just okay. about to be expired technology, and re- like the TVs have backs <laughs> on them, they're huge. Like it's it's crazy that like the Panasonic stuff everywhere. I'm just like, what? I like when you say they have backs on them. You mean they have tubes? They have picture tubes. Yeah, yeah, the tube, <laughs> of course. Um, so it it goes from that, and that kind of evolves over the course of movies. And I say the turning point's the fifth one when it goes. I mean, there's still car racing in all of them to a degree, but it goes from street racing in the fifth one to the, it's the first step towards giant action blockbuster. These are like quasi superheroes doing crazy things. Um, yeah. And I'm going to say the second half of the trilogy of the trilogy of giant ass series, way better than the originals. Uh, the first four, I kind of like Tokyo Drift a little bit for some reason. It's kind of cheesy. I like <laughs> the music in that one, but that one's kind of leans into its badness more those other ones seems, in the beginning are just god they're so bad they're really I think really awful tokyo to drift tokyo drift is the only one i think that i've seen any part of even a little bit and it seemed a little uh comic-y i guess a lot of people um, point to that one as like a bad like people thought that was going to be the worst one i think that's actually the one that's made the least money in theaters um oh but and it has the least main characters in it like returning characters mm. Um, right. And that's another thing about this franchise. Like, this, I think the second number two is the worst of the whole series. Um, well, that's not unusual. But if you care about, if you care about, if you care about watching this whole thing, you do. <laughs> unfortunately, like there is like a continuity, which is also really weird. This is like sloppy prototype Marvel shit. Like you do have to watch <laughs> all of them if you want to get all of it out of it. Characters come in but and out, plot lines return. The logic is it necessary is, though for this movie? No, it's not necessary, but I think it helps knowing who. Well, I guess we'll talk about. I've seen them all. You haven't seen any, so if you could understand right. like where Hobbs and Shaw are coming from and like what their backgrounds are, so I'll let you right, take the lead right. on that. Um, that's enough talking about them. Other ones for now, I'm sure <laughs> they'll keep coming up. I just I had to preface. I don't like the series after watching the whole thing. Uh, I think the fifth one is my favorite, but a couple are okay. A couple are. Okay, but none of them are particularly good. Um, okay. The plot summary for this movie, though. <laughs> Ever since hulking lawman Hobbs, played by Dwayne Johnson, a loyal agent of America's diplomatic security service, and lawless outcast Shaw, played by Jason Statham, a former British military elite operative, first faced off in 2015's Furious 7, the duo have smack-talked and bloody-blowed their way to... 
wait, they've uh, swaxed off as they've tried to take each other down. Uh, but when cyber genetically enhanced anarchist Brixton, played by Idris Elba, gains control of an insidious bio threat that could alter humanity forever, and best a brilliant and fearless rogue MI6 agent named, uh, well, played by Vanessa Hattie. Kirby. Hattie, yeah. yeah. Hattie. Played by Vanessa Kirby, uh, who just happens to be Shaw's sister. Uh, these two sworn enemies will have to partner <laughs> up to bring down the only guy who might be better than themselves. Better <sighs> and... Whoa, wow, really? No, I had to sigh because... <sighs> that was a, a long lot. plot summary for a really simple plot. Um, yeah, considering that was like one full-on sentence, I think. So that's how it was written. It was basically it was two sentences that took about an hour to say. So um, uh, basically, you know, that's it. Uh, they have, they don't like each other. They have to they have to team up to take down a bigger bad guy. And um, yeah. yeah, that's that's the whole. If you haven't seen this one, it's out in theaters right now. Um, and if you haven't seen the other ones, I know I talked about it a little bit. I'm sure I'll bring up points and things from the other ones so they're all going to be spoiled to a degree so ignore if you uh, care about spoilers for this ridiculous series um but we rate things here at films with the women in my life based on four criteria and those are the plot the characters the visual and sound the overall resonance and feel of the movie um the whole movie starts with like a, a, a kind of a prologue kind of thing uh, we see MI6 agents are trying to retrieve this device, which we find out it's called Snowflake. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's like a biochemical weapon, and in the wrong hands, it could wipe out you know, half of humanity. Is the how it's built? Um, and Brixton yeah, lore in, in any hands it can. I mean, yes, it can. Not but, just the wrong hands, but it sounds like the wrong hands would do that. Whereas, and not all hands would necessarily. Right. That it was actually designed not for that purpose. It was designed for vaccines. Uh, as vaccines and then it was it was biologically twisted uh by this I, that whatever that company is that idris elba is part of El- elton uh, that, or no eaton yeah eaton i think is what they're called anyway yeah uh idris yeah. elba's character brixton lore is an operative he's uh cybernetic implants so he's kind of got he's like superhuman um i'm gonna say his powers kind of <laughs> fluctuate as far as how powerful he really is throughout the movie uh, I'm sure we'll yeah. talk about that more about when we get into his character. Uh, but the whole thing is he kills all the MI6 agents except for one, who we find out is Hetty. Uh, or Hattie. Hattie? Hattie. 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 Hattie, who is yeah. uh, uh, played by Vanessa Kirby and is Deckard Shaw's sister. Um, and right. she escapes by, she ejects the chemicals into herself. Um, to keep them safe, I guess. Um, I don't know if yeah. she knew that they wouldn't kill her immediately and be released into the world, but I, I, I mean, she's got tech skills, so maybe she knew. She escapes, and the plot gets kicked off with Noah Brixton lore is the bad guy. He even says, "Where? Who are you, bad guy?" I, I kind of like that because it just gets that I out of the too. way. Because I'm just like, of course, this, yeah. is, this is this movie, so we, let's not nuance yeah. it too much. Um, <laughs> And uh, she gets away. Then we cut to like parallel shots of The Rock and Jason Statham, uh, Hobbs and Shaw doing their daily routines. Um, you know, basically one's working out and drinking raw eggs. Eating raw eggs. The other one makes right. a nice omelet and then goes to the pub. Yeah. Um, so, you yes. know, and then they both have their own mini missions uh, that they show <laughs> side by side. Um, That's a choose your fighter moment. Choose your fighter when you like, uh, yeah, like, like old school fighting games, <laughs> like, yeah, like old school video games. That's a choose your fighter moment. 
because it's all played side by side. And I was just like, okay, who am I going with here? Um, I got to go with The Rock. But <laughs> I have to admit that more people I know are probably more like Jason Jason Statham. They're going to have a proper omelet and not drink just eggs. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would I would be either guy. I like them both. Um, they, yeah, uh, they're both good. So um, I want to ask you, because it gets pretty clear off the bat, they don't like each other. Um, right. And I know why. So, do you can you are you able to gather why, or do you think it, is it just like something you don't even think about? Like, do you do you get the the tension between them immediately? Well, I mean, I think you I think you get the tension between. I did. I got the tension between them, and they tried to sort of explain it by just off by well, what happened a couple of years ago. That's how they do it. They don't really talk about uh, why they're at odds. Um, I don't really care, honestly. Hmm. I just know that that's the point that they're trying to make is that they are at odds. So that's going to be, you know, the plot or the first third of the film is probably going to be a lot of that going on. If you have any idea, you know, if you've never seen an action film, maybe this wouldn't come to mind for you. But if you've seen any action film where you have two people that have to work together after being like, you know, oh, I can't work with this guy. Like, oh, you're going right. to make me work with this guy? Like, it, it's right. like, yeah. Not him. Anyone but him. They've been and... doing it since, you know, Lethal Weapon and 48 Hours exactly. and all those kind of things. So, right. Um, and those are the kind of things that are fun and make it work. And uh, I'm going to just let it out of the bag right now. I really liked this movie. What? And I didn't <laughs> really? think I was going to. Yeah, I did. It was like, I kind of, I said, okay, I'm going to put myself in the mindset of, this is going to be an action adventure film and it's going to be a badass action. It's either going to be bad or it's going to be badass. And from the that's, very that's beginning, what they, that's when what we they, get... they thrive on in the series, bad or what, ba- that it's bad, or bad or badass. Bad or badass. <laughs> those are the only well, two I gears. They, <laughs> I think, that, well, and I think a lot of action movies, those are the only two gears that you have because they only, most of them are an hour and a half, an hour 40. And now movies now are two hours, two hours, 15. It's always a little long. And we stayed till the very, the very, big ones very, are very, very, sure. very, yeah. Yeah. But, and, and they're a little long, but now I'm thinking maybe it's just because the credits run forever. That's probably adds 10, 12, 15 14 minutes, minutes to yeah. the end. Yeah. Easily. Plus post credit scenes. Um, but from the very beginning, I mean, first of all, who doesn't love watching the rock do something because you just have to suspend belief that this person actually exists and looks like this i mean even though he kind of does but <laughs> i know he does but no other per- i mean he is the per like he is never going to be you're never going to see the rock and think that's not the rock like that's somebody else if you see him you're going to be like shive it says like uh, uh subtlety not not your specialty <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right and when he said that you start thinking like yeah this dude can't go anywhere ever ever in his life because he can't even put on a disguise there what do you what no he's uh, you know maybe if he's back in samoa with his family or hanging out with uh all the other characters from the wwe then <laughs> maybe but um so i like him I, I like you know jason statham i like this kind of character when that he plays um which he plays this same kind of character a lot i like pretty much everyone in this movie i love all of the little cameos and some of them aren't even cameos they're just like guest starring roles that we get from uh, a lot of people and i love idris elba as the as the bad guy i mean when i love the way this was filmed i love when when he came in uh to sort of he's introduced as the bad guy in the very beginning like you said when the mi6 thing is happening but when hobbs and shaw get together and then he comes in and they're the three of them are together with uh the sister 
that was the smoothest entrance into a giant building I have ever seen. On and the, the smoothest exit. So cool. His bike, his bike is, is the best so thing cool. ever. Yeah, his bike is so Oh my so god, smooth. it's like Tron. And it's just how he moves with his bike and everything. This is so not my kind of movie at all. But <laughs> I, I loved it. I thought it was really well done. And I mean, they spent a couple hundred million on it. So I get that. Oh, yeah. Um... And then I'm also, you know, you know me, I'm a sucker for, it's in London, yay team, and then they go to Hawaii. I thought about okay, that, it's like, in. they go to a lot of locations here, so you're going to like that. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is great. I mean, the whole cooling towers in, you know, Russia, uh, uh, whatever, <laughs> but the, the beginning and the end I was in, and they were in LA for a while. Um, so, I mean, I like the way that this is going. There's a, it, it is a bit, it's long, and there's some things that I was like, all right. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all done with that. But I really, how all the characters are introduced, I think that I didn't really need to have. I know that there were a lot of Easter eggs in there for people who have seen the other Fast and Furious movies, mm -hmm. but um, I didn't really miss them. There was an Easter egg in there for when Jason Statham was in uh, The Italian Job. So I was like, okay, they're hearkening back to all kinds of things. So um, I didn't feel like I really had... First of all, I wasn't going to, but I didn't feel like I had to have the other eight underneath <laughs> my belt to go see this movie. No, it sounds like you were able to enjoy it without any of them, and I'm, I mean, yeah, I maybe more, maybe. Um, so I so <laughs> the way The Rock is in the other ones is he starts at, in the fifth one as like a cop, kind of like what Brian's character was at the beginning, um, mm. and he. And it's, you know, it's part of the ridiculousness of, like, the continuity of this whole thing. He slowly, like, befriends the gang of former street racers who are now, like, a bit their own special ops team. But they're all kind of idiots for the most part. Um, and, and so he, like, befriends the Vin Diesel character. Um, and they all kind of work together. And so he's kind of integrated into the gang. Uh, Shaw, on the other right. hand, is introduced as an antagonist. Um, he is, oh, okay. so, I mean, Hobbs is kind of an antagonist to the gang, but he's always a good guy. Like, he's always a, a lawman. Right. Uh, Shaw is introduced as the brother of Luke Evans' character, Owen Shaw, who is the antagonist in the sixth one. And after the, the team beats okay. Owen Shaw, Deckard Shaw comes in and is the antagonist in the seventh one. And then in the eighth one, he is recruited by Kurt Russell to join The Rock and Vin Diesel and a bunch of other people. And, and then that all together, they, or I guess they fight Charlie's Theron. Um, so there's like a whole, it gets. <laughs> okay, wait, what? It gets, yeah, it starts like the, the whole series is just like that. It's just like, all right, why are we working together? Don't care. Let's fight this person. And then that person's going to come back in three movies and right. be the friend. Also, another thing Tokyo Drift, <laughs> chronologically, it yeah. came out the third one. It takes place. After the sixth, so it's actually like right. way in the future. It's the, the timeline's weird. Um, anyway, back to this movie. That's I had. I had <laughs> they to, don't care. I had to talk about the background of the two characters. They don't like each other because they've all they were on the opposite right. sides for a long time. Um, and well, now I understand. There was a there was one throw in about blah 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 blah. My, our brother and I was like, oh, okay, that's something I don't know about. Yeah. So that was the Luke Evans character, apparently. Okay, but Vanessa but Kirby's character—I didn't need to know it. Vanessa Kirby's character is not talked about and not brought up in the other ones. Uh, and uh, but there is. What about their mother? Well, Helen Mirren is, I think, the only returning cast member other than our lead two leads oh, here. She was in, okay. I believe, the eighth one. 
Um, okay. So I'm I'm waiting for the Shaw family spinoff. I'm sure that's coming now. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, especially now. But yeah. yeah, Helen Mirren is yeah, like you said, the mom. This is also like it's fast in the cameo. There's a lot of different other cameos in here that I did not know yeah. or expect coming in. So I was really happy to see that. Uh, and they happen yeah. a couple of them happen here at the beginning um, when they when they're brought together for the big plot to stop Brixton lore. And the virus, and also save uh, Shaw's sister. Uh, the Rock is talking to a CIA agent named uh, what's his name, Locke. There's Locke and Loeb, yeah. are the two CIA agents, and Locke is played by Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> who I did not think was going to be in this movie at all. Um, he is. I like the, the little and scene he's... together. It's good. They they have good little chemistry. So I guess they're they're planting seeds to maybe come back in future ones because their original cast is getting older and we're never that good to begin with. So maybe they're uh, (laughs) trying to replace it with some better, younger characters. Um, Yeah. I didn't know if we had him in the past or not, but he did come back as somebody who knew uh, Hobbes in the past. Right. So he's new work together in the past because Hobbes and Shaw didn't come in until the fifth one and the seventh one respectively, and they didn't really get fleshed right. out until seven and eight. Um, you know, we, yeah. they're, they're kind of new templates to work with that we don't know a whole lot behind behind them. Uh, the other right. uh, agent that talks to um, that talks to Shaw is Rob Delaney. He's a yeah. pretty funny comedian. Uh, awesome Twitter, if anyone follows him. He's, he's really good on Twitter. Yes. Um, but yeah. he's also in a show on Amazon, a Catastrophe. People probably know him from that. Yeah. He was, uh, Which is great. He was in Deadpool 2. He played one of the guys. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to spoil what happens to him. So you have, but the X X Force <laughs> is that what they're called? Um, kind of. You don't want to spoil what happens to him in Deadpool. No, I mean, what if people haven't seen Deadpool oh. too? <laughs> okay, that's funny. Um, so yeah, they are the ones who push this plot. I mean, the two of them are like, oh, you guys got to go work together. I got a guy in London. I got a guy in. Um, I got a guy in Los Angeles. LA. And you guys going to come together in London yeah. and do this thing? And then they're like, no. Yeah. And they trade quips back and forth for a long time. Um, and you know, the whole plot is them getting the sister and then trying to figure out how to extract it from her arm without killing her. Um, I guess right. there's like a time thing where like, oh, the capsules will dissolve in 72 hours and you have to get them out before then. Right. And if you don't, it'll be released. And then she's, you know, the, the other way to do it is just to, to kill her and cremate her. And that's like the only other way to yep. get it out. And they don't want to do that, obviously. Um, really burn her body, not just burn her body, but really burn yeah. it, like burn it hard, like burn it to ash. I mean, Another per- that was actually Eddie Marsden. Lo- yeah. Pops in here as the professor uh, who is the one who created the, the virus, which we had, like you said, it's originally a vaccine that gets manipulated. Um, that's a good little another thing that pops in there, but yeah, and the whole time they have to do that and avoid Brixton Lore, who wants it for bad purposes. Uh, so that's the whole plot. I know we talked about it a lot already, but Mama K, what do you rate the plot of this movie? Uh, I'm gonna give the plot a three because I it's it's a typical action plot. There's a few times where I think that they. Uh, just wanted to go to certain places. So there were things that they did to get to certain places. Um, and the, a lot of it was, some of it was too long. There were, there were places where it was too much when they were in Russia and they were at the facility where they were going to try to extract where the bad guys were going to try to extract the, um, the virus from her, uh, it was a lot. There was too much there. Also, they started this thing with flamethrowers. 
I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I can take most anything in a movie until somebody is set on fire and then I'm out. So when Idris Elba came at the doctor with a flamethrower, I was, I was not happy. Um, what do you mean? And I don't people understand. On fire. <laughs> I don't like people on fire. That's like a problem. I have a problem with that, which I guess I shouldn't see, you know, once upon a time in Hollywood, apparently that's an issue there. Um, oh, don't, don't so I don't, don't like people. One. I don't like people and that's already spoiled i think that episode is is in the can and out it is already so yeah um so i i was yeah concerned about that but some some things were just too long for me um even the scene that's supposed to be the most exciting scene toward the end when they're in hawaii and there's a helicopter situation um with multiple trucks it looks like <laughs> something that little kids play with with matchbox has to cars hold, actually pull the chain of the helicopter <laughs> he has to steve rogers the helicopter yeah that's exactly what happens um yeah that was a lot long for me that's why i'm giving the it, it could have been cut by probably about 20 minutes to half an hour and, and it would have it would have been tighter, and I would have liked it better. I'm pretty on board with you. I'm also giving the plot a three. Um, yeah, this is a really long movie for such a simple plot. It doesn't. It you probably could have had a nice twenty to twenty five minutes cut. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff that happens in here. The plot movements are good. Like it makes an for a Fast and Furious movie, it makes a lot of sense because a lot of times the motivations and like how we get put A to B and why did this person here all of a sudden? Why weren't they there? Like. A lot of that, especially in the early ones and even in the later ones, is a big problem in those. So I'm kind of grading against those. So I guess if I eh, maybe if mm-hmm. I get against those, it's more like a three five. But no, I'm, I'm going to stick to a three because I can't I can't get crazy here. Um, but right. yeah, so the uh, yeah, uh, where, where are we in the story? I can't even. Um, I guess they're, they're at the Russia facility. You just talked about that. They beat up all the goons. Right. It's a lot of kind of set piece to set piece until we get to. I think the part you really want to talk about is when they go to Samoa or Hawaii. Where did they go? So, well, it's supposed to be Samoa. I think it was probably filmed in Hawaii. But probably. It, but, it's, it, but it is supposed to be in Samoa because they talk about Samoa. And, like, yes. Yeah, he, the Rock is yeah. from there. Their whole thing is Rock doesn't talk about his family. That's another big theme in the Fast and Furious movies. It's always done for the family. Okay. We're a family. Like, we're a family of misfits. Okay. Uh, we, we do it for our wives and our kids and our husbands. And uh, it's a family. Like, that's, that's a big Fast and Furious right. trope. Um, so, but we find we find out that the Rock has uh, abandoned his family for the last twenty, or he hasn't seen his family for the last twenty five years because apparently his uh, his dad was a notorious criminal, mm-hmm. and he went against the grain to become a you know police officer, and and that that definitely drove a wedge in, and he just hasn't hasn't pursued going back ever since, and doesn't really seem to know what's going on too much with his family. Um, until he gets back to Samoa and you know me I love everything about that every mm-hmm. single thing about that I love his mom his mom's I love great that she throws <laughs> Lachankla at him that she calls her her slipper uh Salapa I think that everything about that is amazing um uh, and then it gets corny and I don't like that when it gets corny um but it's 
all of that all of that is great and he goes and reconciles with his family and and his family um, members I, I mean there's a bunch of different actors playing them that i've seen before <laughs> there are two that i recognize one is the main brother jonah uh cliff curtis yeah, cliff. um i know yep. him from the fear of the walking dead show he's like one of the main guys on the first couple seasons of that um he's in a lot of stuff yeah he's around a lot these days i think he was in another jason state the movie uh the meg i think he was in that that came out last year i did not see that but i think he's in that um yeah. and then the other one i recognize is a, another professional oh, wrestler the best. one of your yes. favorites roman reigns oh my god former world champion is uh is one of the brothers <laughs> of, of right uh hobbs of, of the rock which yeah. you know we, it was <laughs> makes it was great good, it's, it's a good pairing I saw that- <laughs> Yeah, I saw that come out and I was just like, it's Roman Reigns. There's Roman Reigns, but he's on so, he's fleeting and he doesn't really have a big role and he doesn't, I don't even know if he says anything. Um, uh, he might go, ah, a couple times. <laughs> yeah, he might say, <laughs> I think, yeah, he when they're doing like the Haka stuff, he's probably out there doing that kind of noise. But um, yeah, I was just like, this is this is so cool. We there was one cameo that we didn't talk about, which was on the airplane to that came um, out of nowhere. <laughs> that cameo out of nowhere. It, yeah, we have a cameo from Kevin Hart as an air marshal who seems to be able to help them get whatever kind of uh, vehicle they need, airplane, yeah. helicopter, <laughs> fighter jet, and yet he's still an air marshal. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and and you know he's he's trying to insert himself in the team. There was for a second yeah. there I was like I'm really wondering if all of a sudden, like, they kept this really well hidden and that Kevin Hart actually is going to be, like, a third wheel in this team. Right. I thought that, I thought that was a real possibility. Like, did they, because re- I didn't know Ryan Reynolds and Rob Delaney were going to be in this. So now I'm, like, right. expecting cameos left and right. And when he comes in, I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe they'll, maybe they'll just keep him on. Like, maybe they were smart and kept it out of the trailers. But I mean, he has one more little thing that pops up, but he doesn't really, he's not right. a major piece of anything but i thought he might poke into as an as as part of a triangle and i thought i'm gonna hate that because i really do like the way that um the rock and jason jason statham play off one another um there's a ton of quips and dialogues that they have in this movie and that's really that's that's what makes it for me because it's it's got a, a huge amount of really cool action scenes and driving scenes and fighting scenes um but also that part it's really kind of you know there's there's it's kind of equal in in the way that this movie is running i think as far as you know action and then then dialogue and all of that it's not you know it doesn't kill me with all the action and then idris elba as the bad guy is just amazing so oh yeah he's one of the best villains just like like oh, yeah. like likable as far not likable character wise but likable as in like you like seeing him be the antagonist like you when he's on screen it just lights up um yeah, especially it's something that they really found their footing in the series and kind of figured out what their movies are. They're much better when they're yes. this kind of thing. Those early drag racing movies, they tried really hard to be super dramatic and like and like emotional and like it just it doesn't work. I mean, except for the one, you know, obviously Paul Walker died tragically in a car accident. Um, so the, right. the, the one that the I think number seven is the one that like pays tribute to him. So that emotional end yeah. kind of works because of that. But the logic yeah. of the movies, it's it's gone much better in this way of let's just you know quips and do- quips and quips and being jokey with each other, but also badass jokey, and then um, giant action scenes. That's you know they they found their yeah. footing there. Um, and and Hattie's character is also very badass. It's not just the boys being you know. Oh yeah, badass, she's really so. and let's 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 uh okay we'll rate the characters right here. What do you think of the characters in this movie? Yeah. I like the characters in this movie. I'm going to give them a four. I mean, they're, 
not anything you haven't seen before, but I think the chemistry, the, that's actually what it is. It's the chemistry in this movie that makes it for me. I feel like everybody looks like you're having fun, even though you're all just be, getting the shit beat out of you on a regular basis. Um, they all look like they're having a really good time making this movie and the characters all really click in together really well. Um, I can't think of one that is like, you know, that, that, that's an outlier in this situation. Um, I, 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 def I give them a four and I like them all. If I'm grading on the fast and furious curve, this is a four or five for me. <laughs> This is these are the most I've liked characters in a Fast and Furious movie, probably any of them. Um, yeah. They're all as a whole way better than Vin Diesel, Paul Walker. I know people will look back with rose colored glasses because he died, but you, you got to watch those first couple. He's a, he's not a great actor. Um, Michelle Rodriguez yeah. not. I mean, she's fine. Jordana Brewster, nothing. Tyrese Gibson, ludicrous. Uh, the only thing I, the actors I liked in those original ones are Sung Kang and Gal Gadot, and they play, they're like a couple and a few of them, um, and they're both really good. But yeah, these newer characters. I mean, we've already talked about Hobbs and Shaw's chemistry is great. The way they play off each other. Uh, Vanessa Kirby, yeah. I had not seen in anything before any of these. Uh, I know she's in The Crown. Oh. Um, oh no, I saw yes. Mission Impossible Six. She was the White Widow yes. in that one. So I've. I, I wasn't really aware of her. There's not much I've seen her in. She is by far the best female character in the Fast and Furious franchise. She is oh good. Oh, she's so she's light years above everyone else, and I'm including Charlie Theron, an actress I like. Her character is cartoony and weird and not right in the last one. Uh, she no, and she could be too. This character Hattie could be that. Because no, oh, she's I mean, really good. She's, she's like really, the, maybe the I know, best. She's act, really a badass. Yeah, and sometimes when you know you're trying to put a woman out there as a, a badass, and you have these this they're she's playing up against you know a huge dude, a couple of huge dudes in Idris Elba and and Dwayne Johnson, and then a regular sort of dude who wears a lot of jackets um, <laughs> with um, with Jason Statham. Um, she could come off as cartoony and not believable, but she's not at all. She's really great. I saw her in The Crown as Princess Margaret, and she's great in that, but not if you're looking for Princess Margaret, you're not going to find her here. <laughs> um, but she's, yeah, she's great in this. Now that I'm thinking about it, there was one character that uh, when they went to when they went to Russia, there was this whole thing with Madam M. Oh, yeah. And this whole group of yeah and and yeah i don't i don't think any of that was necessary and i know it was plot wise they were trying to drive something along but um they probably could have cut that and found another way to jump there they needed to figure out a different way to do that because none of that was believable and the actress that was playing this really small character was not well she was more in line and... with how every other woman in this franchise has come off and it's not even just like their characters are written flat but like the actresses like, can't sell even the you know the poor material they're given Vanessa Kirby sells yeah. it I buy her so much and I, I like oh, yeah. when she's bantering with anyone else it's I think her banner with anyone else is better even than Hobbs and Shaw's. Hobbs and Shaw's sometimes is two 13-year-old boys yelling at each other in the locker room for me. Um, some of them, they land some good <laughs> quips here and there, but for the most part, it's it's just, it's too juvenile for, for my taste. Yeah. But hers, yeah. hers is just, it's, uh, I, I buy it. I, I love her. She's really good in this. Yeah. I, I, I was very surprised because when I see an actress I never heard of and a giant 
blockbuster movie, I'm like, oh, they just found an attractive woman and plugged her in. But no, no, no she she nailed she, it. He's great. Um, yeah, Idris Elba, love him in yeah. pretty much everything. So not no problems yeah. there. I love him as a good guy. I love him as a bad guy. Oh yeah, you know? I love him as like a big. Uh, he's in um, Molly's Game, another movie I really like. That's very again very yep. different than this. But when he's like that. He's such a big guy, but he and he's so intense. Like, uh, it's, it's yeah. it works here really well. Um, yeah, it's kind of a different great. role for him that I'm used to seeing him. I'm not used to seeing him in this way. I guess because I didn't watch those first couple Thor movies. Um, but <laughs> anyway, so the, yeah, the characters are really good here, especially on the Fast and Furious scale. Um, the big, yeah. you know, and then you know the big fight scene happens here at the end, and I think we can just move right into visual and sound because we were kind of close to the end as it is yeah. what do you think of like you know i know you talked about it a little bit but as a rating as a whole yeah. what do you think um i the visual and sound i'm going to give a, a four i really like the way the music plays through this movie i think that that's probably something that's um characteristic for a fast and furious movie is that there's a lot of uh you know a lot of songs within the movie if I were gonna, it's not just a soundtrack yeah, if i were going to credit the franchise for anything they do have really good soundtracks like i, I yeah. like the, their music is real kinetic and it moves the whole thing along um so i'll, I'll, it I'll does, credit but them there's, for they, that. yeah but they choose their songs well i mean there's a lot because there's a lot of energy in this movie it's not always the same energy though so the music really represents the different types of energy that need you know to that 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 it needs to help bolster what's happening um, in the film at the yeah, time, yeah, they, they fit and, the location. You know, some of that really hip hop well. music, yeah. yeah, and and then of course, and the the way that it's the way that it's filmed, I think, is great. I mean, it's hard when you're doing an action movie, I think, because there's uh, some of the stuff just looks so trite, and uh, you know, oh, I've seen this a million times before, and we know Idris Elba, and this is it, he's a bit of a cyborg, I guess. I mean, he's 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 superhuman. Yeah, he's enhanced and. Yeah, and when you see through his eyes, he can determine what uh, what is happening in front of him. Like if somebody's getting ready to throw a punch, he can see the velocity of it kind and of what the impact like. is going to be. Yeah, but advanced Terminator, I think. Well, I only saw the first one, so it's advanced for me. Um, mm-hmm. And that's and and I think that that's interesting. And when he when he has his demise at the end, I think it's really sad, honestly, because he sees that. He's being he's being decommissioned, and it's like this is sad. <laughs> I don't like that. He's watching it through his own eyes. That they're like, ah, oh, you're all done. We don't need you anymore. Yeah. Um. So I think in in total, the vision and sound is really good. I had a little problems with the last big fight scene at the end because it sort of starts when they're um in Samoa, and it starts sort of at the break at a break of day, and some of the scenes go back and forth between it's kind of break a day, but now it's sunshiny out and now it's a little bit cloudy and now it's, you know, this, and then there's, a I, I absolutely saw that. I was like, wasn't it just day and now it's night and now it's day, yeah, but it's cloudy. And then when they're in the car chase, yeah. I'm like, did this is all happening yeah. within 45 minutes. I mean, did, it feels like I've like two days happened there, but yeah, it seemed like they, yeah, it was at least, you know, an eight hour arc of time plus a rainstorm that came in a huge thunderstorm so outside of that i really i like it uh and i think that it was well done and it deserves a four yeah i'm on board here with a four that that i'm glad you said that thing that the weather and the lighting that definitely bothered me at the end there um but no everything looks really good here um they and that's another thing I guess you can compliment Fast and Furious, even if it's not always interesting. A lot of their stunts are practical, and they nail them really well. Um, 
And I don't know how much of this was practical versus CGI. I imagine a lot more has been CGI now that CGI is better. Um, but, you know, there's right. still some scenes you could tell. I think a lot of the chases are still mostly practicals. So, you know, I appreciate stuff like that. And that's, that takes a lot of coordination and effort. Um, so visual and sound, I mean, yeah, it's like a four. It's on par with the other movies. And there's some I, I do like when he's holding onto the chain and pulling the helicopter and all there's like five <laughs> trucks that go in the air. And they're almost like, I don't know. I, I, it's stu- so stupid, but I like it. Um, <laughs> they have a couple that was just a lot for me i was like oh they have God. a couple scenes like that in other ones there's one where they are literally trying to keep a plane from taking off for 15 minutes or so in one of them and the scientists did like a like a based on how fast they're going how long is this airstrip it would have been the airstrip would have had to have been over 18 miles long for it to be the way the scene played out realistically done so you know there's just it's these scenes happen, but I kind of, they're the part of the franchise that I enjoy because I don't enjoy much of the plot or, until this movie, the characters. I like the characters here, but it took a long time to, for these characters to win me over in the series. So there is one thing that I kind of want to talk about, and it's probably not going to surprise you. Something that I really didn't appreciate about the movie that I don't really appreciate in very many movies is um, the inspirational speech near the end by the rock speech. yeah uh yeah oh the where he's in samoan where, he's talking in some like, yeah and it, or i don't know if that's the language yeah but. it's not the fact that it's in a in the samoan languages i'm just not a big fan of those kind of speeches in any film in fact um independence day is a clear example oh, of great the, speech Bill yeah, Pullman, right there. no that's it those things make me literally cringe we will not go quietly mm, into the night you can go so much more quietly than you think you can we will not vanish without like a fight. super quiet like don't even talk about it that's how quiet you need to be <sighs> so when he was starting to give that speech i was just like oh baby no this is not don't please don't do this we all know that you are there with all your brothers and you're up against this monolith of gets a little get some tears bad going, guys you know? get some tears going i mean your dad was there and he, he was welling up and this is his kind of you know rocky speech or whatever you want i'll say right now this is not a movie i cried in Uh, (laughs) i kind of cried a little bit when they were at the sunset what a little tiny bit when they were at the sunset and said this might be our last sunset that we see and i was just like a little like girl i mean i love the act i love the actors in this but like it is not a crying movie like it's it's not uh, but i think i was just i was just feeling it a little for some reason but yeah so you can leave out inspirational speeches out of every film just to let you know all of hollywood know that that's completely unnecessary oh no there's some really good ones Mm, al pacino game of inches no Oh, I think Jerry Maguire also has a terrible one. I mean, they're they're all over the place in in the world. So if we can not do that, much appreciated. So the movie. I mean, we've talked about pretty much everything. Brixton shuts down um, by the big bad, who we haven't really talked about, and yeah. it's actually not revealed to us. And uh, you know, I've seen all the other ones, uh, so I have a couple theories on who could be. There's like two really obvious one, and then there's like my stupid like out out of the box fan theory one yeah. uh, did you have any idea like who that was gonna be or like, like yeah what that whole thing was about and, i mean since i don't have a background in it i didn't really um i don't have any idea i did think about it i thought about him as a character um when we're introduced to him and he winds up going sort of in this box uh brixton does where he's talking to uh oz or whatever you want to call him 
um thanos right yeah so but i don't i mean probably not thanos. probably not thanos but maybe i mean wouldn't that be an interesting crossing of worlds um it could be josh brolin you never it, know it could be i don't know was he in one he's of not the, in the series he's not in it no, no, no but he's not here um could always bring him in though <laughs> yeah i think i'm good um so i don't really know who it was but i did think about who it, like when i was sitting and watching the film i thought okay this is obviously somebody that probably people who've seen the other movies can have has a guess on so you're you're on now who do you think who do you think it possibly might be <laughs> so there's two big obvious choices one would be charlie's character charlie's theron's character in the eighth one oh, okay. uh, cypher she's like a big bad tech person um and she escapes at the end so she uh does not get caught and we don't know what happened to her i think she's supposed to be in the ninth one so, and I know that um, Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham are not on the ninth one, so maybe the tenth one, I don't know, maybe that'll be the showdown. So, could be her, though. And the other choice, obvious choice, would be uh, Kurt Russell's character, Mr. Nobody, um, who is like a kind of like cigarette-smoking man from X-Files kind of guy. Uh, okay. He's like a government guy, but no one knows who he is. He doesn't have like a direct agency, or maybe he does, but it's like a made-up one that no one, it's like super secret or whatever. So that seems um, maybe So likely. he's been like... yeah. He's yeah. He's been given like the directives to to Vin Diesel's team and to, to to Hobbs and to you know all the all of our main protagonists. So I mean, I guess yeah, he could turn. I, I was expecting him to turn in all the other movies he was in, but he never he hasn't so far. Yeah. So maybe maybe this is the time. But uh, my my crazy fan theory one, and this is one that I'm a fan. I guess I'm am I a look fan at you? You're a Fast and Furious franchise fan. You're the you're the four <sighs> F to the fourth power. There's things I like about them, but they're just, they are bad movies. But I don't know. I get something about them. Anyway, there's a character called Han, played by Sung Kang, and um, Han Solo? he is in the third. Not no, not Han. Han Lu actually. Not Han um, okay. So he is in uh, three, four, five, and six. Uh, remember, three is actually the seventh one chronologically because he dies, quote unquote, in three. Uh, you actually find out he was killed by Shaw, Deckard Shaw, in this one. Hmm. Um, the timeline in Fast Furious is very weird, um, but you know the fact that he was killed by him couldn't make a connection for it. Yeah. Uh, Han was a fan favorite character. That's why they made four, five, and six. Part of the reason why they made four, five, and six before Tokyo Drift, uh, so they could have him as part of the crew because people liked him. Gotcha. Um, so, and Justin Lin is the director. Uh, uh, three, four, five, and six, and he is going to be back for the ninth one. So yeah, he's been in all the movies. I mean, he was also in his movie Better Luck Tomorrow, the first movie Justin Lin ever did. So he's worked with this guy forever. Um, fans like Han and would like to see him back. They've talked about bringing him back from the dead before. They already kind of did. So eh, it could make sense. It'd be. I don't know. How, the thing is, I don't know how you make him the ba- big bad guy of that's the head of Brixton. Like I don't know how you make him the head of this organization. I guess he could not necessarily be the head, but like another like oh he brought him back to life with cybernetics, just like they did with Brixton. So I don't know. Well, but, but do you know but, about but, this organization before this movie, or is this just something that came up? I mean, you this don't. Film? I don't think you know about this one specifically. The thing is, like, I don't remember the names of all these big bad guy organizations. There's cartels. There's tech organizations. There's all just, you know, faceless bad guys that have names. But, like, I don't remember what's what. But, right. you know, I think if you're going to have anyone be in charge, the obvious ones are going to be Charlize Theron and, um, and uh, 
character. Kurt Russell. Name. Kurt Russell. Kurt, Kurt Russell, yeah. right. Yeah, those are the obvious, unless they do something really stupid and make it like Dom or something, like they make it Vin Diesel. Like, I can't <laughs> imagine them doing that, but you never know. What could it be the um, brother? Would it, I mean, would it ever be the. the oh, Lee Owen? Character? I mean, they already kind of made him the bad guy, and oh, he's kind of okay. made out to be the, like, the runt of the family, I think, out of the three of them. Like, I think he's probably the least competent, like most outcasty part of the family they're, they're all kind of outcasty but it's yeah i don't i don't know i think that'd be i don't know about that it's a choice could be i don't know um but yeah uh, uh, before we get to the residence feel there are some post-credit scenes uh, i'm not sure how much bearing they have on the future um there's one that maybe a little bit like hinting at uh, a shaw family movie uh, that'd be that'd be kind of interesting when they get uh, Helen Mirren out, or they don't they they, they reunite with um, her in jail, uh, Deckard and and Hay- and Hetty do, um, and then right. there's the one with Ryan Reynolds where he, he's um, uh, what was he? He's like oh, it's another virus. This one kills you from the outside, and, um, and he's talking to the daughter on the phone the whole time, Rock's daughter, and yeah, just a little comedic bit. But I don't know. Did you get anything from these scenes indicating it another thing? They didn't seem. They all seemed jokey scenes. They didn't seem like super important to me. I don't think that they were really important. I mean, maybe there is going to be something that comes along with um, the the whole Jason Statham's family situation. I mean, those two characters, brother and sister, together are great, and I imagine adding Helen Mirren to the mix would be pretty fun. Um, and Luke Evans, he's always great. So I don't know how well his character plays in this, but um, I'm assuming it's a it's a good character. So. Um, that would be really, right, yeah. That, yeah that would be really that would be kind of interesting i suppose um i don't know if i'd go see another one of these but, but maybe i mean the, because it was fun um well yeah the resonance and feel as a whole what do you what do you think of that so you, yeah resonance and feel i'm gonna give it you know a three you teared up it sounded like yeah just, <laughs> just it's a brief thing i mean sunsets can do that to you you know sometimes it's just all it takes um and they're in hawaii it's beautiful but um yeah, I'm going to, you know, land on a three or three, five is for resonance and feel. I mean, I don't know that I'm going to think a whole lot about uh, this movie later, but this is something that I would watch again and I would see. Um, and when it comes on TV, I'm sure we'll we'll watch it again. And I might even oh, do yeah. a little research <laughs> to see like what little maybe Easter eggs that I did miss from the other films. So, um, yeah, I'm going to land right there. Three, three, five. Yeah, uh, this is probably the highest resonance and feel I've ever given to a Fast and Furious movie. I mean, if we had reviewed the other ones, I mean, yeah, it's like a three. Because um, <laughs> these are not movies that I resonate or feel. Um, even their plots are complete nonsense. And until this movie, <laughs> I didn't really like the characters. It's all about big visual effects, cheesy action. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this one, I mean, these are my favorite characters, probably. Um, yeah. It's it's one of the better Fast and the Furious movies for sure. Yeah, and it's a super um, but, fun summer movie. I mean, super, a lot of yeah, a lot of fun summer movies are not things that you go to for resonance and feel. You just you know go to a fun except for Endgame. That's not a fun summer movie. That's like the end of an era. You yeah, but there's resonance and feel. Yeah, because it's the end of an era, not because it's a fun summer movie. So. I mean, yeah, it's during the well, summer and it's fun, but that's not the definition of you know what a fun summer movie is. Not for me, anyway. No, just just because there's fun and it's during the summer doesn't make it a fun. That, summer That is movie. not enough. No. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, like a three. I mean, these aren't movies I 
care about in that way. But, uh, you know, I do like this one more than the average Fast and Furious. And, uh, okay, we are at the end here. Would you recommend Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw? You wouldn't have thought it at the beginning, like when we proposed that I go do this movie, but this is a high recommend for me. It's so much fun. The characters are so engaging. <laughs> they all get, they, they get along so well. I want to go hang out with them. I mean, with the exception of the fact that, uh, there's a lot of fighting and killing and almost a person on fire. I mean, Idris Elba was on fire during part of it and I don't really care for that. Um, but <laughs> I think that, yeah, I would, I'm going to recommend this movie to, to people I know. I don't think that, you know, you can say it's a fun movie. You can say it's something that you might want to go and just, you know, hang out. And if it's 95 outside, you really want to have some air conditioning. You can do that. Um, I want to go have a beer with these people, providing there's no death and blood and fire. Yeah. <laughs> I say you don't want to do it when they're on the job, but maybe really afterwards. Don't. And yeah. a lot of these movies end with like a big barbecue scene with all the characters getting together for like a barbecue <laughs> in like oh. a really cheesy way. They should have done that. So they should like, have had a, a huge pig roast on the island and everybody could have gone and it would have been it would have been awesome. They all got together, didn't they? I don't know what they did, but they all like kind of hung out at the end. It was it all the characters uh, or was it just I don't know. I thought it was it just, was just the just whole our, Hawaiian was, family, the Samoan, but maybe it was I don't know. Yeah, maybe if they're I, hanging I out, remember. I'm hanging out. How's that? I'm uh, I'm also gonna recommend this movie. Um, you know, it's a middle low recommend. It's it's probably mm, first. It's probably second best to the franchise for me. Like as far as like my enjoyment, that fifth one. I don't know why. I really like the fifth one. They're like dragging a giant safe down a street with the chains. Um, you like they're, the like, dragging because... things with the chains, apparently, because. The helicopter scene. Yeah, I mean, they have to do that in a lot of them, but like, um, <laughs> no, that one's just, that's the first one, too, where it goes from, te- I remember I, I marathoned these after never seeing any of them. True. And after one through four, I was just like, oh my God, I got only halfway there. And then this one, <laughs> and then number five came around, and it went from stupid street racing to, you know, fun over the top action movie. I'm like, oh, at least it's going in a direction I can enjoy. Yeah. So I have, I have good, and that's the first one with, uh, with The Rock in it. That's the first one with, with Hobbs. So, oh, well, that, maybe I think that's what that's, maybe that's your jam. Yeah, but six is bad again, and seven's okay, <laughs> so no, and eight's bad again. And I still, I still kind of like for what it is, Tokyo Drift. There's still something about Tokyo Drift I like, but yeah. um, no, I, this is objectively this is one of the better ones, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a lower recommend, but it's a recommend still. It's this I haven't hated these movies as much as I thought I would. I hate. A couple of them, a lot, but there, there's some okay ones in here. High praise. Um, yeah, <laughs> I still don't understand why they're billion dollar movies. I, I don't, I don't understand. International that box appeal. office, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. These probably do well overseas. I think but, so. Um, they're, you know, with uh, such the action adventure piece of it. Yeah. This is what yeah, we Americans car, do all the racing. time. Yeah. This is basically yeah. what happens in my everyday life. We drag race. <laughs> Yeah, this is Kill realistic. Kill monsters, um, stuff like that. So that's uh, that's uh, Hobbs and Shaw. We've got some more streaming uh, coming up this month. A couple more uh, theaters as well. Uh, Where'd you go, Bernadette? Uh, Scary stories told in the dark. Um, the kitchen. The Kitchen's Ready coming up. Ready or not, up. the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, we're doing all those. Um, and if you want to recommend anything to us in the meantime, it's films with the women in my life on Facebook. And I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. On Instagram, it's Mama K Pod. If you want to reach out to her, and uh, also on Instagram right now, um, for each of the five days of the week, Monday through Friday, we're doing another Films with Women in My Life tournament. Last one was directors. This one is best 
Academy Award-winning actresses, lead actresses. Um, so that the whole thing's going every day on my story on Instagram. You can vote uh, at 1 p.m. The poll is open. It's open for 24 hours. So, yeah, check that out. And this comes out on Monday, so you, there should be one on there right now. Again, yeah. it's Brennan underscore Podhost on Instagram to vote for your favorite you know, actress actresses. of the day for that. Yeah, because last time we did director Sofia Coppola won. We got to do Lost in Translation. I was happy to to co-host on that. That was a lot of fun. And um, if you have actresses that you really like, go on and vote and vote and have your vote be heard, be seen. Especially if you like the older movies, because I saw in yeah. our first matchup, you know, yeah. I seed them and I kind of do my best with the seeding. Mama K looks it over and gives me the uh, yes or no on those. But um, yeah. yeah, Catherine Hepburn was eliminated first and she holds the record for most wins of any Academy Award winning actress for lead actress. So she got knocked out first so by Julianne Moore. Uh, no, Julianne Moore. No, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman knocked her out. Yeah. And, you know, she's a fine actress, but... Uh, but she's uh, not Catherine Hepburn. I mean, I you know I voted for Catherine Hepburn, and it I think was Audrey made it. Audrey, Audrey Hepburn uh, had yeah. her match. Everyone loves Audrey, so that's you know. Well, yeah. I mean, and if she wins, I, I I know a really a couple of really good movies that we could do for her. So. Yeah. So well, yeah. Whoever wins this tournament will do one of their award-winning movies. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, you know, Mama K, thank you for being on uh, for Hobson Show. Yeah. Anytime. Love it. Thanks. And until next time, this is Brendan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com.